Overcoming Barriers. My name's Lynn. I'm Olivia. And today <laughs> we're going to um, just go with the flow. Go with the flow. Um, no structure, no specific topic, but we're out here to shed some ideas. Hmm. Well said. Okay, who's talking? You. Okay, all right. Um, okay. So, guys, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. And, I mean, we've posted some um, episodes post-2021, but we haven't recorded since 2020. So we're a bit rusty, so please forgive us. Um, but I guess in this episode, since we got, you know, so much positive responses about the last one, uh, it really will be a go with the flow kind of episode, you know, just not just talking about life, but advice. Um, and you know, there are a few things that we wanted to kind of roughly bring up in today's episode, which is, you know, kind of money because we all need money in this in this era in this time because it's getting a bit tight it's getting a bit tight um so yeah yeah about money issues money problems and um I guess we're gonna get back. We're gonna we're gonna get into it, and kind of set our goals of what we want for this year. And um, yeah, so Lynn, I mean, is there any goals? Okay, let's you know, kind of financial goals. Is there any goals of what you want to achieve for this year? Um. Yes, there are. I would like to be in a more financially stable position. I want to be able to take more control with what I can do, where I can go, um, and give myself that additional flexibility beyond my parents. I think Actually, I want to change my phrasing. I don't think I've read that with um, finances, you have power and you have accessibility to areas of society and to be, you have a certain level of leverage to be able to make science and decisions. This is really evident in day-to-day life from everyone, from um, a student, a child, a baby, um, an adult, a university um, student, um, a pensioner, a multimillionaire, um, with certain levels of wealth, um, you are given the passcode to certain doors. Um, and beyond those certain doors, you can do certain activities. Um, I want to be 
come up i want this podcast to understand that um i'm not ungrateful for those of you that know me for the certain levels of access that i've had in society um and the certain doors that have been opened to me through my parents but they're not always the same certain doors that my parents had available to them the same time um at the same age i am currently um so in terms of financial goals for me i want to be financially free um when you create goals um this is not a one-on-one on how to create goals but i'm just trying to say um it's important that you're able to set consistent measurable targets and my target for the end of the year i'm not going to say the sum but it's to have a significant amount of money um saved in my account um in my savings account and a certain amount in my current account to do that i have certain targets of how much i should be earning each month to be able to hit those targets of how i'm gonna make that money each month um, i need to do certain things um for example i actually need to have an income because i have not really worked beyond um school and school doesn't work that's just school so um yeah this year i'm looking for employment i have thought about ways in which i could make money by doing things I love and to do that I need to start capitalizing on what I'm good at and being really resourceful so my financial goals um, in essence to answer your question are a to have a certain amount of money saved in my bank account I'm not comfortable sharing but it's a lump sum to be able to hit that target I need to have a certain amount an amount of money saved each month um and I also, another financial goal that I am more comfortable is just to give away more. I feel like I am a kind of spender who spends, I know how to spend money just because I have it, but I think I need to be more rational in spending and not just be so self-centered in my spending. For example, say I have 20 pounds in my pocket i could spend the whole 20 pound on like a new pair of shoes a new pair of trainers because i don't need to save that 20 pound but i could also even save that 20 pound or spend that 20 pound by giving 10 to charity or um donating or buying something for someone else i think we just need to be more generous um financially too so that's another goal um and yourself olivia uh i do have goals i do have plans (laughs) plans <laughs> for uh myself i don't know financially i guess i'm that kind of person where usually i actually do okay financially but i just don't let you know like i that's a funny thing because i am and lynn knows this i am the cheapest person i am the most stingiest cheapest I am the most frugal person, but in terms of like, you know, money, I actually do all right. Like I just save and save. Mm. So I'm going to continue doing that. I mean, I think that I can't get rid of that. That's just who I am. That's always how I've been. Mm. I always just answer big questions when it comes to money. Mm. And that also just kind of makes me wonder and makes me think because you know there are some people that are kind of they have money but they're humble about it and they don't tell anyone they have money which is a wise decision but you also have those people and this is what I don't understand like make it make sense where 
you're living paycheck to paycheck, right? But yet you see them wearing the nicest things. And wait a second, I know. have something to say on that. Mm. I want to understand people's the materialism of of society in this current day and age is scary. It's scary. Mm-hmm. I was watching some videos and people be covered in head to toe designer, head to toe designer. Yeah. No, the food, the cupboards at home are empty. The cupboards mm-hmm. at home are empty, but you're a head to toe designer. And I think one of the things is people, I think society feels, um, feels compelled to dress and behave um, in a certain way because it's not just down to what you wear now it's also to where you are like before nobody really cared like everybody used to chill at Nando's now everybody wants to chill in more upper upper class houses. and it's because people yes have more money but it's not every day I can't breathe because everyone's gone to Hakkasan or someone's at Gauchos or someone and I don't want to for me personally I don't speak on everybody's um financial positions but for me I I'm not in the financial position where I'd be like, yeah, let's just go eat the Kazakhstan. Like, I wouldn't want to spend that much money on a food because I'm still going to order the same thing, burger and chips. Mm. And honestly, I don't know how you spend, but for me, how I rationalize making big, big purchases is if I can't afford to buy it three times, I'm not buying it. I'm not. Okay. So if you can't afford those pair of Balenciagas three times, then should you be buying it? That's how I put to question whether it's a need or a want. And I kind of distinguish whether it, the, the item should be bought or should it be bought. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that's the thing. I think one, and I will say this, mm. first world flipping problems. This is first world problems, I think. But also like you said Lynn it's about priorities like I'd rather like buy some 50 pound shoes or like some for get some on sale or like on clearance or something like that and have that whereas I'll still be having money in my bank account enough to save for me to I don't know get a get a house or you know save up for a big investment because I think that's just at least for me, that's just more important. That's just more of a of an aim rather than getting things that are gonna make you look good and all of this. And I think it's I mean, I wouldn't say it's more to do with society, I think it's more of a culture. It's more of Instagram culture, especially because everybody's gotten so bloody social media heavy, right? Yeah. Yep. So everybody is just so concerned on what what's relevant what's hip what's you know happening now and what other people are saying that is very true i agree with that a lot because i think i have observed using i'm using big words 2021 i'm using big words guys I'm observant of people's characteristics, including myself, and have realized that we, we, we make decisions, but some of the decisions we make are very not, they don't make finance. We're talking in terms of, again, this episode is more financial, financial sense. Um, 
buying a pair of shoes that costs £1,000 that you could wear forever is a better financial investment, um, dare I say, than buying a pair of shoes that cost £100 that would last two weeks. And though they uh, are £100 and they're two weeks and they're affordable, more affordable than a £1,000 shoe, you'd want to go, you want to have a balance, strike a balance between um, quality and price because with added quality comes price but i think where designer items are um are an outlier to this is that designer items have this very big label price but the quality dare i say is not always there for these goods for example the balenciaga that you're going some person might wear i haven't put my foot in a balenciaga so i cannot speak but i don't i question um, it's durability can that shoe be worn through thick and thin like i'm talking snow winter muddy day through rain or is it just you're gonna pick it, pick it out for that party too too someone might step on your shoe clean it up and then put it back in its box does that make sense in a sense where um we really need to be evaluative of the benefits of the shoe and i'm not saying okay i'm gonna buy this scarf does it benefit me how warm is it gonna keep me long through is the what's the thread count looking like no it's nice to treat yourself with good quality items with designer items but i question whether society well not society apologies as you've corrected me culture um is stepping on people's necks so much that we're like mm. we can't breathe because I can't I don't want to eat because I need to look like I have this money I need to hit this face value that when I take my Instagram picture that pretty little thing dress doesn't really cut anymore I now need to have the pretty little thing dress with the Gucci bag so it looks like yeah I can afford it do you get what I'm saying it's it's coming mm. from a sense where everyone's just trying to show off not show off but show their best show and their that's best. that's deception that's deception at the end of the, the day like because you're showing your better self but is that you like I know that once you take you know a picture with that very expensive Balenciaga bag unless you're a member of the Kardashian family or something and unless that's your everyday lifestyle I know that you're going to very carefully be placing that back into its packaging and back into its box and stuffing it somewhere so it's not harmed like it's not like you use that every day oh that used to be me with my laptop when i first got it yeah exactly so yeah. It, it doesn't it doesn't make sense not to show not to say that you have to show your real stuff like all the time like i'm in sweats now and my hair is a mess not to say i'm going to take a picture of myself now but i mean would I say be realistic? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a sticky one because everybody wants to, you know, show their best side. But I don't know. That's just a bit, a bit faulty. And it's especially really hard right now because with COVID and everything, like everybody's on social media. I mean, like most people, everybody's at home. So it's like, what else can I do? And it's so easy because literally, even on Amazon, and I I have done this myself, with Amazon, they're so evil. It's like 
it's just literally one slight one one swipe and then you pay for it like it's so easy to do apple pay really ruined my life in the sense two ticks and it's like yep because i was that kind of person who used to leave their card at home so that was great for me and then i got apple pay it was probably one of the worst mistakes of my life because now i'm always just tapping away yeah tap tap tapping away with my money so exactly and it's bad and you know like when it comes to i don't know like you look at your bank account and you're like oh i got this what when did i get this how why did why would i pay that much money for something like that and then you're like oh my god that much money what's been your worst purchase like i'm talking your worst ever purchase let's put um a spending a uh, figure figure on it worst purchase over um let me try to think about my worst purchase okay i'm gonna say worst purchase over 50 pounds now for those podcast listeners out there i'm a university student and olivia is um doing a apprenticeship right now so i want to make it clear that from at least my perspective lynn's perspective i don't really have money to be playing with thousands (laughs) thousands of pounds i can play with hundred a couple a hundred a hundred pounds and play with that but not thousands so when you hear me discussing what my worst purchase is please don't be alarmed because i'm not at that money money Mm. um yeah olivia what's a worst purchase so worst is in where i've spent a ridiculous amount of money yeah over 50 it doesn't have to be like 350 but over 50 uh well my biggest purchase let me think let me think hmm i mean there might be more but i think my biggest purchase is what i'm holding in my hand right now which is my ipad pro Mm -hmm. and oh my gosh this is when i transitioned to go to apple let me tell you apple ain't cheap it ain't this whole thing like it was reckon up to a thousand pounds and the apple pencil itself was like 119 pounds i'm like how is an app how is a pencil i know that it's it's used for the ipad but how is it how is that that much money you know and the the keyboard that was about to come with it that was like 260 something pounds and it clips back onto it but i'm like nah i'm not trying to spend <laughs> that much so that only that was where i drew um drew the line and gave in and bought a cheaper um, one from amazon reckless purchase was that the apple um ipad pro yeah so it was my ipad it was my ipad pro okay for me i'd say my most reckless spend over 50 pound would be the commute com- uh, would be the cumulative um, amount of spending on food and I didn't clock how much I spent on food last year until I looked through and I was like I eat a lot I am someone who likes to socialize um sometimes um but when I socialize <laughs> when I'm in a socializing it's zone, food. every time out I'm like yeah let's eat out it's not every day. There was a point in summer last year I ate out every weekend for about two months straight, two and a half months straight. From the moment that they said 
restaurants opening until the moment I had to leave to go to university. I ate out every weekend, Friday night, Saturday night. <laughs> Sometimes I do Friday night, Saturday lunch, Saturday dinner for two and a half months straight until I went to university. And yeah, I spent a lot. I spent a lot. That's probably my biggest regret. Um, not that I didn't um, enjoy eating the food, but I feel like there's better ways of spending your money and creating memories with friends because I spent a lot of time eating out. And maybe it's because at that time, restrictions were limited us to what we could have do- done. But I think, I, I think, I know I found so many different, more effective ways of community, of like socializing with friends and cheaper alternatives, like going to picnics in the park. That was one of my favorite. I did like full time, but it was one of my favorite like things to do in summer. Um, there's these great spots in London. Now I say London as if it's cheap, but they are actually quite, they're better than eating out because eating out is the same thing. You get there, you eat, you leave. You talk a bit, get on the public transport, go home. But if you have, mm-hmm do this more like adventurous stuff it's more entertaining and I think it just distinguished because I can tell you I know I ate out that whole summer but I can't remember like I can barely remember the restaurants I went to and I remember I distinctly remember I went to a different restaurant every time I didn't eat at your book signed at Nando's I literally went to a different restaurant every time I ate out so the fact that I can't even remember it it's kind of like ah, girl I need to relax on eating out so I'd say that's my biggest reckless spend eating out so much it's not that I can't enjoy myself um eating out it's just that I need to be more cautious because if you've ever seen me in person I'm not a big I'm not I don't gain the weight that I necessarily eat but um it certainly does drain my account (laughs) my account Mm -hmm. yeah that's why the the whole the whole eating out thing I did do that but I'm a cheap person so I did more picnics than like bring your own stuff from Sainsbury's and like bring, you know, terrible food to a picnic and like drinks and stuff. Drinks is what got me. But the whole, even the iPad thing, see, that's the thing. When it comes to, I'm a spontaneous person, but that's when it comes to my money, I'm very plain Jane. Like I, I don't mess with my money. Because the iPad, that was quite a bit of money, but if anything, it was more of an investment because um, I use it for the kind of work I do. Mm. So, you know, that, and plus I never really, I don't really spend money. I don't spend money like that. So when I do, it's going to be on something that I can use and that is practical and something I'm going to use all the time. And this, I use this thing more than I use my phone. I use it like this is my first phone and my actual phone is my second phone. Like yeah. I use this thing more than anything. That's so good. But um, yeah, I mean, it is important just like not to be reckless, but at the same time to spoil yourself when you need to, because yeah. that's, that's the thing I have. A hard time spoiling myself because I don't like seeing I I hate seeing money come out of my account I don't like that I'm and it, yeah exactly so like when it comes to it, it takes a lot for me to proper spend a, a, a huge sum of money of money and sometimes I don't take care of myself because I just want to keep all my money like a hermit and like I'll be, I'll just be looking like a bum, like 
like for example if you didn't know both lynn and i we are black women and our hair is high maintenance at times and i have my hair natural a lot of the time and but i don't do too much with it Mm. mainly that's because you know i need to it takes a lot for me to do something but also because getting my hair done is it's expensive oh it's expensive and it's ridiculous every single time that i i go back to the hairdressers not to say that i can go now but it's like the pricings go up i was seeing something on twitter and it was like why is it that hairdressers will charge you to blow to will tell you to come and um, have your hair blow dried and straightened as if they're not gonna literally that's not the job yeah. to blow dry and straighten the tea. wow hairdressers these days are just so expensive i think though it's really important that we take care of ourselves as well you need to your biggest investment is yourself once you understand that then you'll be able to not only make money you'll be able to save money too because when you invest in yourself you feel good about yourself you're able to re- be more productive um be more intuitive in, in, intuitive and intuitive. To, um relay your outlet um outlets more productively so you'll be able to invest in what you know is right for you and what you know you're you you are your biggest like investment like you know what areas you need improvement once you've improved those areas you can relay that to your outlets and how you can relay that to your outlets um is through which products you can create because arguably um your your the way you can make the most money is by running your own thing like no one Mm. can pay you more than yourself when you run your own business because you know the ins and outs of you and you know the ins and outs of your creation of what you've produced um by the will of god you'll be successful and you'll be fruitful so i think it's so important that we take care in self-investment and that's only something i've literally learned like a month ago if you see if you even see the way i'm recording now most of my friends would be scared <laughs> all my friends who know me on a close close level know i look raggedy nine to five <laughs> nine to five because oh, yeah. i can't be bothered to do my hair but when i do step out and i say when i say i'm gonna make an effort everybody's trembling because when i make an effort you literally look at me and think where who's this like i look completely transformed and olivia can vouch for you when i say i'm gonna make an effort no, you're not catching me at 10 out of 10 now you're catching me at 12 out of 10 and <laughs> you need to be able to treat yourself 12 out of 10 all the time because you set that standard not only for yourself but for everybody else if you treat yourself like a one out of 10 the world will treat you like a one out of 10 max minimum so you have to mm. set that level of respect for yourself so self-care is so important so important i think you're right i think this really is a lesson to myself because treating yourself and like you said and I completely agree with you yourself being your biggest investment I do that in the sense of internally and you know the whole thing like I have my own kind of side hustle I've got multiple side hustles my own little businesses and things and in that I'm I'm cool but when it comes to outwards 
as in, you know, pampering myself, dressing a certain way. I'm tall, but like, can I even do high heels properly? Like, it's, it's, it's a struggle. It's a struggle for me. So I think that in itself is something that I need to lock onto, which is, it's hard because it's, it's a lot of work. But at the end of the day, like you said, it will be worth it. It's about setting that standard. And you don't have to do it all the day. You're not expected to do that all the time. But it's kind of like being Cinderella at the ball. Mm. If that kind of makes sense. So like when it comes to those special moments, yeah, you can like pamper yourself. And if you're going to go and go into doing all of that, you might as well go all the way, you know? Yeah. But... um. That's one of my favorites to make a more conscious decision not to look nice just once every six months, but to consistently be able to maintain a version of myself where I'm taking care of myself, not just because I have to go to this event or I need to look good for my birthday picture because I need to take one because society tells you that, oh yeah, or culture tells you, yeah, you need to take a birthday picture. I need to make sure I look good for me. Like, it's, it's nice to look good. I won't lie. It's not nice to look bummy every day, but it's nice to look good. That one spark of confidence when you get it, wow, your head will, my head explodes every time. Mm, yeah. But I think, like, that's the, the thing, because especially nowadays, it's all about the instant gratification, and, like, looking good isn't just a one-time fix. Like, sometimes it takes time to look good. It takes time to make the effort. Like, for example... 2020, that was, last year was essentially the year of all of us just staying at home, getting pale and getting overweight. And like, now that it's this year, it's like, we're still at home, but I'm like, raw, like, where did my waistline go? Like, I don't have it anymore and I'm not going to try and go, you know, and gain some more weight. Like, I need to actually take care of myself more. And so it's just about doing those things. And even like the workout videos like that you have on um, YouTube, like the, I don't know, the, the Chloe Ting workout. Okay. She's a, oh my gosh, Lynn. Lynn, it was, you know, I did the ab workout. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell you not, I remember I was, I could not get up. Like if I would lie down, I couldn't get up because it would hurt so much. I couldn't get up after that workout. It was so hard. But I think for me, those workouts, it's good to achieve it afterwards. Like it's like, wow, I did that. But in the moment, it doesn't feel good at all. So I'd rather do things like salsa dancing or doing some kind of dance workout, which kind of tricks my brain into thinking that it's fun. But like I said, it's whatever floats your boat to kind of get you into that mood of going like, right, let me not look bummy today, or at least let me work to a goal where I'm not going to look bummy in the future. And let me set a goal of what I want to be doing and, you know, stuff like that. Let me, you know, do that. And once you get into that routine, you'll actually feel better. You'll feel better. Like, when I was doing it, I would wake up earlier, I would eat cleaner, 
I feel better, I feel more energized mm -hmm. rather than doing what I would usually be doing all year, which was being a vampire mm. and just staying in. So yeah, but it takes a lot of work. It, it's hard work to do, I must admit. Yeah. All in all, I think money is such a great tool. Like if you use it wisely, you can really do a lot in this world, not only to um, invest in yourself, not only to give back to others, but there's so much in this world, they say money makes the world go around. But at the end of the day, you have to remember, you weren't born into this world. Yes, some people were born into this world with money, as in their parents had money. Some people had the silver spoon in their mouth, but you're not taking the money back into that ground with you. The same way you came, you just were born and you found the money here, the money you'll be leaving here too. And I think it's so important that in this time, um, we really are thankful for even the money that we do have. For each and every one of you that are listening to this podcast right now, um, just look at the device you're um, listening um, to it on. Um, maybe it's a smashed iPhone. Maybe it's a Samsung whatever the device the fact that you even have that kind of resource is a lot it's a lot these days um, money is tight you hear of the struggle in the economy um that's predicted foregoing and we're currently living due to the coronavirus crisis but i do have hope in the future that um as people invest in themselves grow their businesses um grow their understanding of how to use money as it's becoming more scarce um, and less easy to find or make in some cases during this time of coronavirus. I hope um, in all of us, it brings out gratefulness. It brings out helpfulness. It brings out charity. Um, it brings out hope for those that, um, yeah, hope because for those that might not have those resources right now of money, I hope that our government is able to work collectively um, and properly. I know right now, today is the 12th of January and the food parcels aren't necessarily the best, but I hope at a later date when we listen back to this, that the food parcels are better and the children are being given the food and the laptops are going to arrive at those houses. I hope that money isn't just the destroyer because there's so many evils in this world but a lot of the evil in this world can be made good when we're willing to share it um, and i think that's just so important mm. i 100 percent, i 100 percent agree to that adding on to that though made me just think mm -hmm. when it comes to money and just anything in general mm. um what i think is don't just wait on someone else don't just wait on some savior or something to come at the end of the day yeah. sometimes you've got to bring in the initi initiative and do whatever you can do as lynn was saying like uh, 20 minutes ago about you know with money using your own resources, using your own hobbies and whatever things you're good at to kind of build some funds for yourself and for others, whatever you want to invest it into. Do that. Like you said, now's the perfect time to find a hobby. Like if you like to, I don't know, 
make stuff that would be perfect to sell on Etsy, do that. If you like to make content or something, go on to YouTube. I don't know, there's, there's endless possibilities. So don't just categorize it and put it into a box of, oh, well, I can't do this because I'm still waiting for it. Don't wait on anyone else to do that. Try and do it yourself. At least build an initiative to say that, right, I did that. Because, you know, that's just really important. And at the end of the day, mm. no one... You can't, like I said before, you can't just wait on other people. And yeah, I'm going on a tangent here. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I guess it's just a a message that I really strongly believe in. And Mm -hmm. one that I was in for quite some time of just finding other people to be, you know, accountable when I need to be accountable for my own actions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I wish everybody positivity, you know, kind of good vibes and everything in this year, in these still unprecedented, I can't say unprecedented times, yeah. which is a phrase that I'm really sick of right now. Um, but yeah. Oh,